you tell your story, you present your offer, your understanding of your audience. This is what we call that premium sales triangle. Because as you focus your messaging very much in the center of that, you naturally then raise up that expert authority. You organically take down those fears and anxieties because now you're working in congruence. Because, well, this is the way that I'd phrase it now. If you can't even sell it to yourself, how well could you sell it to somebody else? You know your business can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. Imagine the changes you will create in your business when you tap into the secrets of ethical influence and positive persuasion to not only better serve your clients, but also to supercharge your financial freedom. I'm your host, Jason Lynette, and welcome to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I help coaches and course creators just like you to close more premium sales. And no, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people. Not at all. It's about helping your prospects to appropriately sell themselves into your products or services. Please hit subscribe and get all the episodes now at jasonlinette.com. Now, it's very often on the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast, we talk about changing the communication that we use so that the people on the other side of your business conversations begin to see the value in what you do, what presents as education, internalizes as sales, and that's really how we deliver our big promise of how to have your dream clients selling themselves inside of what you do even before you make a sales offer. That being said, this week's episode of Hypnotic Language Hacks, episode 64, is called Stop the Jealousy. And inside of this, I'm going to talk about changing some of that internal communication, not necessarily with what you say to others, but more specifically, what you say to yourself. I will share with you, some parts of this are going to get rather personal, yet the intention here is not to kind of peel back the curtain and go, here's what I deal with, because it's a place where I got two emails recently at about the same time that were a kind of a shock to my system, realizing that I don't think that way, or at least not anymore. And I'm going to share with you the strategies to overcome this comparison game, how to elevate yourself, and in the words of Steve Martin, how to become so good they can't ignore you. This is session number 64 of Hypnotic Language Hacks, Stop the Jealousy. Before we get started today, remember this quick website, jasoninfluence.com, because if you want to easily grab people's attention, naturally build authority, and organically have your prospects wanting more from you, even before you make an offer, I've created a step-by-step -step strategy to help you to do just that. I call it the Video Influence System, and this is your opportunity right now to discover my highly effective, entirely free, on-demand workshop at jasoninfluence.com. It's specifically for coaches and course creators who want to deliver premium value to their clients to receive premium value in return. So if you want a proven framework to boost your confidence and deliver value that inspires people to take action with you, get your free Influence Masterclass online right now at jasoninfluence.com. Now, I feel the need to kind of kick off this week's episode with the very specific story that inspired this week's episode, which I'll keep the story a little general because it wasn't even my jealousy. It wasn't even my series of thoughts. It was instead two emails from people who I haven't interacted with in quite some time 
who independently sent me basically the same message at the same time. So the short version of the story was that I was recently at a conference. And in addition to the fact that I was recently at the conference, there's a segment of my business that very openly I retired myself from somewhere around like 2017, 2018. And I kind of made not necessarily a big public deal, but it was a big part of a transition in my life to go, okay, so this is the thing that got me up and running. However, it's not the thing that's going to take me into my future. I still appreciate it. I'm still proud of it, yet it just doesn't quite fit. And the short version of it was that it involved quite a bit of travel. It was more of an entertainment style presentation. And these days my focuses are very clearly more on education, advocacy, private consulting, and helping people to then elevate themselves inside of their own businesses. So I bring this up because I'm at a convention and like a few days before I even travel out there, I then realize here's a friend of mine who's in the industry that in some part I'm also in, but more specifically, he does the thing that I used to do. And honestly, my response was that of excitement. I had first met him a couple of years ago and it was a really cool thing that he was doing in our industry. And here he was, he was doing a presentation at this event that I was attending. And I honestly was looking forward to it. And into the story first, he did an amazing job, brought a lot of people into our shared world and really helped to spread the message of what we do. I'm keeping this general because in some part, the basis of the story, it doesn't quite matter exactly what the specifics are. And also, respectfully, sometimes in the storytelling of this, you can get caught up in the intricate details and go, oh, that's not about me. Though as you listen to the rest of the story, chances are there've been some traces of this kind of thinking in your world. So here I am, I'm in the audience, I'm sitting there and I made it a point to get there as early as I could and get really, really great seats for myself and my family. And here's my friend who's on stage doing this program. I'm loving it. My family's loving it. The audience is loving it. And I had not put my phone on do not disturb. Now my phone's always on silent mode. So the sound's always off that way. It doesn't, you know, ring and interrupt, but I felt the buzz on my watch and I glanced at it and here came message number one. Within 10 minutes, here came the second message. And the paraphrase to combine these two things was, I would be so pissed off if I was you. Here is everything you've given to that organization. Here's everything you've done inside of that group. And then they brought an outsider in to do the program that you could also do. I would be so upset. And I very appropriately then put my phone on do not disturb, set the watch to the theater mode, which is where it doesn't give you any alerts. And here's what I did. I went back to enjoying the program. I went back to enjoying the time with my family by my side and enjoying what was going on. And I did not even feel the need to reach out to the person who was there on the stage doing the presentation to go, hey, look what I got, because that's just not where my mind was going. And if I really had to you know, unpack it for a moment and ask the question, well, why wasn't I offended? Which I wasn't. <laughs> it was other people. This is the part that inspired this week's episode. 
it was other people internalizing a feeling of offense on behalf of me, and it wasn't even my feeling. Well, a lot of it I've already referenced. One would be the fact that I made it a point to say I'm no longer inside of that world. The other part would be the fact that I had never seen my friend actually do this program and I thought he did a phenomenal job and had some really creative moments and really entertaining moments inside of it. And the fact that then got to speak the next day was even even cooler to see kind of him in motion and how he does it. The other part of it is a little bit more of the backstory. It was kind of a chance encounter of his maybe two and a half years ago that led to this performance. And then of course, as the world shut down and major conferences weren't happening, this was a bit of a carryover like two and a half years later. So I did know the other part of the story. And there are times, and this is the point of this week's episode, there are times when I get into these conversations with people and it comes around to this, whether you want to call it jealousy, whether you want to call it the comparison game, whether you want to call it the fact that you are holding on to a criteria within your mind that is not yet serving you. Here's someone who I was doing some minor consulting with, very different than the kind of work that I do nowadays, yet the story goes back about maybe six, seven years ago. And it's a point in time where every conversation we had, he's somebody who went to college and got a bachelor's degree in psychology, decided to not go the full licensing and uh, mental health route, and instead, let's put it more in the category of performance coaching which is really eye-opening when you now hear the rest of the story that he was constantly comparing himself, constantly comparing himself to this doctor down the road who, one, positioned himself in a very different way, two, most of this doctor's patients, not clients, most of this doctor's patients came from the insurance model, and three, very clearly spoke to an extremely different audience. And yet, nearly anything we attempted to work on was this story that he kept telling himself as to, yeah, but people really want someone like, and he dropped the name. Let's look at some of the comparisons that people would often get into. In various industries, I've got someone I'm working with now that's in the massage world and admittedly trying to leave the massage world. And I just dropped the story and I saw the the neurology kind of light up and she goes, oh yeah, which would be, how could I charge this much for my service when this other person is, let's say, doing it on Groupon or here's the Yelp deal or here's whatever deal of the day deep discount. Oh, they're sending out coupons inside of the, yes, these still exist. They're sending out coupons in the Valpac mailers for the first massage is only $40. How could I compete with that? Here's the thing. Not everybody looks at the Groupon website. Not everybody, myself included, actually opens up those Valpac mailers, which if this is just a USA thing, it's like this random envelope you get if you just live somewhere in the USA. Uh, that's just like a stack of like 50 random coupons and most people don't actually look at it, would be my opinion. Valpac, please don't chase me down. Uh, <laughs> yet we get into this game well, I'll say it this way. People often get into this game of comparing to a thing that may not even be there. And again, what inspired this was I'm in the audience. I'm enjoying the heck out of the program. 
I'm happy for my friend who's up there. And suddenly, on my behalf, two people got offended. To which, honestly, I haven't responded to those people. Because I saw this more as a global issue that arises sometimes. And maybe I will send them a link to this podcast episode as it drops. Maybe we'll just hope the, uh, well, universe sorts it all out if you believe in that way of thinking. Yet it comes around to a question to you. Well, I'd expand it first. Let's imagine this was a dialogue directly with those people. And it's the power of a good pointed question to probe and uncover. Which the preview to this would be that I would define, and it's a preview to this too, there's always a crossover, there's always carryover from one to the other. I would say coaching is guiding a person through a journey from which they make their own discoveries, they make their own epiphanies to find their intended result. Consulting, do it this way. <laughs> and the truth is, inside of any consulting or coaching relationship, there's always going to be a crossover. There's always going to be a little bit of both of them that are often there. Uh, I think back to what kind of started a lot of what I do now, all the way back to 2013, here was a doctor who came in and had a fear of public speaking. This is when I was primarily representing myself as the hypnotist working with one-to-one -one clients for personal change. She had a fear of public speaking, at least that was the report. Now, I'm about to say something about multi-level marketing companies, and this is by no means a strike across the entire industry of that. There are some that are exceptionally good. Some. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so she comes in and she's a doctor and she's got this fear of giving this presentation. And the way she kept phrasing something, I had to kind of pull out of coaching mode and kind of go into consulting mode, which was, do you mind if I ask you an extremely direct question? I got permission first. Okay, because there's something you've said now several times that makes me think there's another direction we should be going. Do you mind if I share what that is? And she says, yes, I've got permission now to pull out of coaching mode and now go into consulting mode. Well, it sounds like part of the reason that you're having this fear, this anxiety, this frustration around public speaking is that someone else has convinced you the only way to pull your business out of the toilet, her words, uh, the only way to pull your business out of the toilet is to start selling this other product. And now you've convinced yourself you want to get out into the world and give a presentation around this product, which based on things you've now said, I've wrote them, written them down like four or five times, you don't think this product is any good. And if I had to get up and speak about something that I didn't believe in, I would feel the same way you do. And instead, you'd rather be a doctor who goes out and does doctor things and not talks about this product, which even you're doubtful of, and even you've said, you wouldn't use it yourself. Am I close? She goes, no, you're not close at all. You hit the nail on the head. So we then pivoted out of the private consulting, private coaching, private you know emotional change work to then kind of more business consulting. Hey, let's take the same skill. And here's the thing. As soon as she got up and she was presenting about something she was passionate about, something that she deeply cared about, all the anxieties, all the worries were then completely gone. So this is why, for those of you inside of our consulting program, Hypnotic Influence for Premium Sales, 
This is why phase one of that simply begins with hacking into the way that you tell your story, you present your offer, your understanding of your audience. This is what we call that premium sales triangle. Because as you focus your messaging very much in the center of that, you naturally then raise up that expert authority. You organically take down those fears and anxieties because now you're working in congruence. Because, well, this is the way that I'd phrase it now. I wish I had this phrasing down when I met with her at this point nearly nine years ago would be that if you can't even sell it to yourself, how well could you sell it to somebody else? And I diverted to that story for a moment because it's a place where a lot of you often get stuck. If that's something you need some help coming out of, this is what we do. Head over to premium.hypnoticinfluence.com and that is the fastest path to get direct access to myself and my team of influence specialists. And we help you to hack into that offer, hack into that story, create that magnetic connection, activate your language and have your dream audience wanting more from you even before you make the offer. So back to these two well-meaning people who sent the message, implying, mind reading, assuming there was some level of jealousy. And I'd I'd kind of ask the more rhetorical pointed question here. I wonder if the need you felt to reach out to me, having not communicated with me directly in several years now, I wonder if this need to reach out to me and express a tone of jealousy is really a reflection of something how you're currently living your life. Because I just walked out of the space where my friend did the program and I loved every minute of it. Wish you the best. Jason. The same as sometimes, you know, sometimes there's going to be some sort of hiccup in the running of the business or even here's a moment where as much as we say that first call, there's no obligation. We're not even going to make you a sales offer in the first time we chat with you. No, it's where we're really there in a point of service in that first interaction to find out, well, on one side of things, can we actually help you? Two, are you coachable? And also three, are you really in a place where getting into the specifics of hacking into your sales and marketing to now stop blasting out the confetti content confetti cannon and instead get into a place where now you can magnetize your message and really make it so you're bringing people in by use of our influential content buckets and really shifting belief systems in a way that actually serves people. And yeah, let's also throw in there that we always want to do things from an ethical positive standpoint because, well, let's go back to the doctor who was trying to sell a product that she didn't believe in herself. Which right there should have been every reason that we should have never met on those circumstances. Luckily, and, and not to claim some big miraculous persuasive feat, all I really did was say back to her the words that she had already said to me. It's like, well, here's what I'm hearing you say. What do you think about that? She goes, well, I don't believe in the product. I'm like, then you shouldn't be selling it. This is why we begin with that 15 minute chat, just to see that things are in alignment and move forward. Yet I've had people who have said, oh, I'm not going to get on a call with anyone like this. I'm not going to get on a call. It's like, well, I wonder if your hesitation even just to have a conversation has a lot to do with why, back to the doctor, business is in the toilet and it's not growing because you're holding on to this fear that someone's going to try to sell you something. And I wonder if that's part of what's going on in your mind as to why you're so hesitant even to make the sales offer to your ideal clients, even when everything is lining up. 
I don't know if this was Aesop's Fables. Probably was. Or at least it should be. And if it wasn't Aesop's Fables, let's say it is now, and let's assume it involves animals speaking, because there's a lot of Aesop's Fables around that. Yet it's one of these old stories of the farmer who the nearby farmer stole one of his cows, stole one of his horse, and he lived his entire life trying to enact revenge on the nearby farmer. And his mind became so focused, his mind became so focused on getting revenge upon this other farmer that he stopped caring for his own farm. The crops began to die. The animals became ill. He was also then ignoring his family because like the horse with the blinders, his mind had become so focused on the journey of simply getting revenge. Until one day, I'll let your mind fill in the imaginative gaps inside of this, until one day he actually then finally got his revenge. And in that moment, he felt vindicated, but this was that moment where as if like the lights suddenly turned on and he saw the world exactly as it was. So I'd ask you, are there stories that you're currently holding on to? Are there perceptions that you're currently holding on to? Are there comparisons that you are creating in your mind that might be only in your mind? I'll paraphrase a classic quote from Mark Twain. I'm an old man who has lived through many troubles, most of which never actually happened. The greatest battles we would ever fight are the ones that we play out in our heads. And those arguments that we have where we play both roles when we're in the shower, <laughs> thinking about the person that has done us wrong or supposedly has done us wrong. It's fighting a battle that perhaps never even needed to happen. And I'm going to kind of wrap up the session today around Stop the Jealousy, going back to what I believe is one of the best quotes of all people from comedian, actor, um, the great Flydini, Steve Martin. Becomes so good, they can't ignore you. And as you focus your mind on elevating yourself, as you focus your mind on serving your best and ideal clients, these old, unnecessary, unresourceful thoughts naturally begin to fall away. So you see, is where we talk about expert authority. It's not just our messaging to others. It's not just our promotion, our marketing, the names and titles of our programs. It's also that communication back unto ourselves, which as an expectation. Yes, part of what I do inside of hypnotic influence for premium sales is hacking into those hypnotic language hacks. These are the language patterns of therapeutic change. And here's what happens when we lift them up and put them ethically at the right places at the right time in the sales and marketing message. However, as an expectation, there's a reason why that's not until the third part of our system. Because it's not just about having a clever closing strategy. It's not just about having the objection crusher. If you're not yet in alignment with yourself, back to the story of the doctor trying to sell a product that she didn't herself believe in, well, how's that going to go? And if this is something that you need some help with, that's what we're here for. Head over to premium.hypnoticinfluence.com. That's direct access to our private calendar to get on a quick call, 15 minutes. And this is where We'll walk you through exactly what our system is and see if we can help. And inside of that too, it's about diagnosing the exact things that need to happen to really give you that 
one week, that two week, that 30 day sprint, whatever's appropriate for you to climb out of the, um, I gotta go back to the metaphor the doctor gave me. I would say climb out of the hole, but we've already said it twice, to climb out of that toilet of despair. Toilet of, that'd be a great name for a band, wouldn't it? We are toilet of, no, anyway. To climb out of that perceived challenge that we've created for ourselves, and then create something absolutely incredible. You've been listening to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast with Jason Lynette. And hey, let's hang out. We have an incredible free community online with weekly live training events that I'd love for you to join. Your free private pass is available right now at joininfluencegroup.com. If you want exclusive access to a thriving community ready to help your business grow, this is the place for you. Because every week, you will be surrounded by coaches and course creators at the top of their game, leveling up their success with hypnotic influence for business. Join us today at joininfluencegroup.com.